Hello, it's me. <laughs> I'm in California. <laughs> that seemed like an oddly appropriate way to start this podcast today. <laughs> because A, it's true, and B, Adele just played in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. 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 So, welcome to Good Film Hunting, the pod. <laughs> This is essentially how it goes. (laughs) The podcast in which two sisters who currently live in different states and are right now not in the same state, even though we had done several in the same state, not states that we both live in. (laughs) Thanks for the geography lesson, Eleanor. Okay, to continue. Eleanor and I talk about movies that we watched as children, um, as adults. So it's pretty fun. Um, so I'm Anne, and I live in Chicago. I'm Eleanor, and I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what's happened to you. It's ridiculous. And who is our guest star, Eleanor? Our guest star is Sarah Bakerman. Sarah. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I also live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Where are you from originally? I'm from Boston. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Oh, that's funny. And what movie will we be talking about today, Sarah? The Parent Trap. And who directed The Parent Trap? Nancy Myers. Okay, so this is really important for people to understand. Though the Haley, uh, Haley, what's her name? Mills. Haley Mills version exists. We negate its existence, and we focus strictly on the Nancy Myers 1998 Lindsay Lohan vehicle, The Parent Trap, R.I.P. Okay. Natasha Richardson, which we'll talk about, obviously, in detail, because we've okay. been having a moment of peace like, many episodes in a row, because I'll be like, oh, this person's dead, and then we're like, okay, well, we obviously need a moment of peace. Yeah, Eleanor keeps doing that. I'm a very depressing podcast. <laughs> Annie, I, I just wrote a book. Oh, I never talked about this book on the podcast. I'll have two important things this week. So okay. if we're going around like with things that are currently interesting and important to us, I read this book called Smoke It's In Your Eyes and Other Lessons from the Crematory, which was a book for my book club. I was really upset we had to read it because I was like, I ain't into reading about death. Kind of <laughs> non-fiction female authors <laughs> and so I read it and I like loved it and it was so good and it taught me to be death positive okay <laughs> and I'll accept it <laughs> and you have to like embrace death and recognize that it exists because otherwise it's like very unhealthy to mask it like mentally it's clearly very unhealthy all the unhealthiness. Okay, so that's my one thing, cultural thing. But I didn't read that book this past week. I just wanted to talk about it right now. <laughs> okay. Yesterday I saw the movie Nine Lives, which was outstanding. It is a- There is no way that movie was outstanding. I mean, it wasn't, but because it exists, it's important. No, none of that is true. 
so for those people who don't know, it's a children's movie in which Kevin Spacey becomes a cat because Christopher Walken is like, obviously, you're a bad father. And he is. Also, it made me really uncomfortable because there's one person of color in the cast, and it's Mark Consuelos, I think is his name. The one who's ever married to Kelly Ripa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's the villain, obviously. Because he's Latino. I mean, I think it was just the way the character was written, but in terms of casting, there you go. Okay. So that was a very important movie that came out this week, and my cultural contribution. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, tell us about your cultural moment this past week. Well, I went to see Mozart at the Hollywood Bowl. That's true. I felt very cultural. <laughs> so cultural. I sat in a box that I did not pay for. At all. At all. Surrounded by old people with fancy cheeses. Many and cheeses. Wine. And I listened to Mozart for a really long time. And then toward the end, a cockroach crawled under my seat. And I got really freaked out. So I have no memory of the last like 20 minutes of the concert. I didn't know that happened. And I was sitting <laughs> right next to you. That's why I was sitting with like my legs up in the seat like an idiot. Oh, I have no idea. Also, I didn't notice. Clearly, I was very moved by the music. Yes, you're enraptured by the Mozart symphony. That's super funny. I like every bit of that. Okay, so um, I would have to say what I've been most interested in this whole week is the Olympics. Like, I'm, like, a fiend, and I watch it, like, pretty much all the time. Like, I've been streaming. There's something that's, like, on NBC Olympics called the Gold Zone where you watch four different events all at the same time, all day, and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. But beyond that, I mean, okay, so... Do you have so to pay for that? Or are you, signed, are you paying for that? Or are we stealing that from someone else's... Streaming service. Stealing it from Holly Hines. Thanks, Holly. Hashtag Johnny Tsunami. Hashtag Johnny Tsunami forever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I've been doing a lot of that. And, like, so we just finished swimming. And, like, whoa, Michael Phelps. Love him. Sure. But I have been Googling all morning whether or not Nathan Adrian is single because I am in love. It is, it is real. I am in love. I want him as my own. As your own. Wow, that was a sense of ownership that's a little uncomfortable. This is not, we don't promote slavery on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to love him like he deserves, Eleanor. (laughs) Okay, well, did you see him as a baby? No. Sarah saw him as a baby. He was on the Today Show. They showed his baby picture. It was life-changing. Is he so cute? He's so cute. But he's cute now, so it's not surprising. He's just so smiley. He's so smiley. Yeah, that's what I love about him. He seems very affable and friendly. Oh my gosh, great vocabulary. We Thank should use you. affable at least once once a day. Yes. What would make me most affable? Go. Let's talk about You me. could introduce me to Nathan Adrian. <laughs> okay. <coughs> mm. Okay. This is uh, step three. Annie, are you writing in the show notes that we need to tag Nathan and Adrian in this podcast? No, but don't worry. I'll remember. He's always on my mind. Naturally. All right. So, Sarah, I forgot to warn you about this, but we're going to need you to give us a log line of the parent trap because... 
I'm I, so bad. Because Annie is so bad at giving the log lines. So yeah. bad. I would have thought of something clever had I been warned. It's true. <laughs> um, motherless California rich girl goes to summer camp, finds mysterious identical twin, chaos ensues. Damn! Whoa! You just mic dropped that! I also think that now, moving forward, we should make our guests write a series of haikus that (laughs) (laughs) describe, like, with vague enough detail that we don't spoil it for all of our loyal, loyal listeners. Of which there are many. I've only been getting good comments before. Yes. I have as well. (laughs) Shout out to the fans who texted and emailed us. It was heartwarming. And talk to me about it in person last night. Who talked to you? Give us details. No, I mean, people were just, like, very excited about it. They were like, you have a podcast. I was like, I know. And they're like, well, Mary Kenny's listening to, to it on her plane ride home. Lovely. And then, well, I'm seeing mom and dad today, and none of our own family has listened to it. I know, but Teddy's <laughs> angry that he's not on it yet, right? Yeah. But okay, we should talk about the parent trap right now, not about how good film hunting is going itself. We should always talk about how well film hunting is going. Okay. The parent trap. Let's talk about how this was the zenith, another good vocabulary word. Can you tell I'm studying for the GRE um, <laughs> of Lindsay Lohan's career? The zenith, it's true. Okay. So, Bakerman, yes. tell us, why out of all of the films possible in the world, you selected this one for Good Film Hunting? Largely because it was directed by Nancy Myers. Love Nancy. Who is a personal hero of at least two people in the room. <laughs> and I've had the movie memorized since I was like, what, seven yeah, 1998, I was 9 going on 10. I, I wish I could nine. say 16 going on 17 and then I could sing, but that's not the case. No. Also, shout out to Nancy Myers. Her Instagram is off the charts. It's possibly my favorite thing. Occasionally, she'll put up like pictures, it feels like, of her kitchen, and I feel warm inside. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, can we stop for one second and talk about Nancy Myers' kitchen? Yes. Like... The kitchens in all of her movies are impeccable and beautiful, and I make me want to cook. And I, I like cooking, but I'm not, like, a cook, you know? Yeah. But they make me want to be better. Yeah. Personally. Well, yeah, morally. Like, those kitchens lead to good good people, one right. would say. I would agree with that. Or I feel like in those kitchens, I would have the opportunity to experiment and become a better chef. Yes. Yes. With all the room and all the light. Because the lighting is beautiful. It's fantastic. Okay. So, let's talk about casting. Okay. So, Chessie, obviously incredible. Yes, Chessie. Martin, obviously best choice ever. (laughs) Lindsay Lohan crushed it. So cute. I wish she'd Was she an unknown? I have a question. Was she in a movie before this, or was it her first? This was introducing Lindsay Lohan. She might have had, like, a very small part before this but she played sick on casting day so that she didn't have to go to school and she could go to the casting session and that's how she got cast in the parent trap whoa nice that's some trivia yeah okay okay 
So, relatively unknown Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Relatively unknown Lindsay. Um, Dennis Quaid. Beautiful in this. Like, yes. when they're in the wine cellar. Uh, you, know, uh, you know how there's, like, pivotal moments in your childhood? For me, it was, like, anytime John Stamos, like, was in Full House, which was, like, very <laughs> frequently because he was a star. And Dennis Quaid in that wine cellar. Not Dennis Quaid yes. in the swimming pool? Not in the swimming pool. I enjoy the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the wine cellar. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about the collar. And maybe it's, like, wine. I don't know. Also, in the cellar, Eleanor, the wine cellar is when he gives that line where he's like, your nanny, my butler, or something no, like that. No, that also I don't I think was important for me. <laughs> Apparently that was supposed to be... Like an impression of Cary Grant, but it, it doesn't sound like Cary Grant, so I'm unclear. No. Oh my goodness, that makes sense because she so always really tries to put screwball comedy references in her works. And she did make reference to a Cary Grant movie in the elevator scene. It's true. What? What Cary Grant movie? It's called My Favorite Wife from 1940. Irene Dunn, like, yeah? Yeah, it's like the scene where he's like kissing Meredith Blake in an elevator and like he sees Natasha Richardson walk by and he like does that mean thing uh-huh. and sees her and then the elevator door closes. That's from a movie in the 40s. Like verbatim, shot for shot. Whoa! Annie. I'm so glad to have you guys around. I know none of this. <laughs> See, this is why it's so crucial. I think Annie and I made the decision that moving forward, we will, like, only have guests, except when our friends hate us, and then it'll just be the two of us talking. (laughs) Fair. Well, okay, so another favorite moment in this movie for me is when they're fencing at the camp. Yeah. Because truthfully, I didn't think that until this movie I knew that fencing was a thing. Like, maybe it's in suburban Chicago that nobody cares about fencing, but I was unaware of its existence as a sport. So this movie was like, whoa, people really do this. That would be a great story if it inspired you to take up fencing and become an Olympic fencer, but that's not what happened, so that story was irrelevant. But it's relevant because of the Olympics. And I watched yes. fencing on MSNBC yesterday. Okay, there you also, go. Also, my friend... Garrick won a bronze medal. Yay! Yay, But the fencing in in real life was not similar to fencing that Annie and Hallie did in the movie. Thanks. No one ended up in a bucket of water, which was disappointing. (laughs) It's true. Also, the bad to the bone scene. Okay, because I also, I think it's the soundtrack. What? Do you remember the soundtrack? And do you remember how you scratched my soundtrack? Not only is this movie important to me, its soundtrack basically defined my childhood. Yeah. And it was all we would listen to. We would put on... Um, Jacaranda number eight. Movie. Oh, that's track number 12. We put that on in our kitchen all the time and would have dance parties. Yes. All okay. the time. That still is like one of my top songs. Me too. And our, our neighbor, Mora, who got married this past year, wasn't that her wedding song? It was, I remember, played at the wedding. I also never pay attention to wedding songs, so Ooh. I apologize. It's okay. But, no, the soundtrack was really important to me. There's, okay, so I don't remember getting very angry very frequently, though I've been told, at least as a child, I was angry a lot. Or I had lots of, like, anger. I don't know, maybe. 
But I do remember losing my mind at you because you scratched my Parent Trap CD. And then number eight, Jacaranda Never Let You Go wouldn't play. And I was like, not into this world anymore. I was like, this is it. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> Annie is dead to me. <laughs> and yet hey, it's possible. I mean, I did do some things as a child. I'm not perfect. But you're wonderful. Thanks, Eleanor. <laughs> you're so, so good for my self-esteem. I'm so good for everyone's self-esteem. <laughs> okay. See, I also maybe should have more self-esteem problems, but I think I don't have enough. Okay, Eleanor. <laughs> this is it a therapy session? Okay. I want to talk about that epic, epic handshake. Because actually, last night, Teddy, our little brother, and I decided that we want to have a family handshake. Tisa. <laughs> so he was like on a boat with somebody, and this dude walked up to his mom and did, like, without even thinking, like, did a really cool handshake. What? And they just walked away. They didn't say anything. And Teddy was blown away by it. And he's like, I'm waiting. To hang out with mom next, so she and I can come up with a handshake. <laughs> <laughs> so, handshakes are a real thing, and I think that they stem very much from the parrot trap, because that handshake is epic and amazing. Okay, now I'm really upset that I don't have secret handshakes with everyone I've ever encountered. Particularly your butler. Right? I agree. Particularly with the butler. I also like that, like, that was what she considered, like, the biggest test of acceptance into, like, British society. <laughs> like, whether you can take the butler with the appropriate applause. Yeah, it was pretty outstanding. Um, oh, no, it's pretty, it's great. I also, like, okay, the, the scenes when they're in London are also so fun. Um, and I love it that as she's, like going through they play that weird version of there she goes there she goes because it's not the original no no because it's not it's the not sixpence and the richer or I, was it originally sung by the cranberries even i think it was like it's a the beatles song or something the last it's song. not the beatles no <laughs> that's obviously not the beatles but like the original no but then they do play, well, they play a version of Here Comes the Sun. Which I don't think is the Beatles either in the movie. No, like no, no, no. Song, but it's a cover. But, okay, so not going to lie, Sarah, I don't know how you feel about wedding headpieces now. But after the parent trap, I was like, I'm definitely going to wear a white top hat. But who would have ever thought the black one looked good? Why? <laughs> like, I, that's the part that I don't get to this day. Why she brought the white one and the black one. Obviously, there was a solution that she could have made an executive decision about. I agree. Yeah. That's always the percent me. But also, the speech about how the woman has to juggle because she's married now is kind of... You're married now. I don't forget to smile. It is your wedding day. <laughs> Okay. Wait, what? What is that? It's like Natasha Richardson, Annie. When they're like, before the top hat scene, where she's like, the back is covered with the veil, and so they need the top hat, but then 
something happens and Natasha Richardson declares that she has to juggle because she's married now, which Natasha Richardson really wants to speak in this movie because she's the one who threw a blow dryer at her husband and then left with her <laughs> child. It's true. It's also, I don't understand how custody battles work that would allow... No judge would have ever said that was okay. Ugh. But it, like, does it make for, like, a, a great movie. It makes for, like, a really great movie. It does. I mean, it's, like, near perfect. The outfits, like, the thing that I really appreciate about Nancy Myers movies is that they're both of their time and transcend the time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of a specific example, Eleanor? I can because even looking at the outfits, you can definitely be like, oh, late 1990s. But at the same time, they're, like, beautiful and classy enough where you're like, this could work for anyone. And I will tell you exactly what I'm thinking of, what the entire family wears on the boat sequence when they set oh, them yeah. up. It's a good one. It's a great one. So she has her, like, cute little black dress, which is, like, so hot. And, like, is very 90s, like, with the spaghetti strap and everything like that. But at the same time, like, still looks hot today. And then you even have what the two Lindsays are wearing. And what, who is it? Hallie is wearing, like, the Chongsam. Yes. Yeah. And her yeah. hair's done up. And her hair's done up, which is very 90s. Yes. Like, that is, like, Super top. 90s. It's like a Rachel Green hairstyle. Yeah, but it, like, still works, but nothing was cuter than um, Annie's, like, blue dress, which I would, granted, like, if they had it in my size, like, today I would wear it, and I think it has, like, flowers or boats on it. You know what I'm talking about? So cute. And then Empire Waist, right? Yeah, so cute. And, like, a white headband, that's all you need. All you need. That's all you need. Yeah. So I said. Okay. Well, it's also kind of interesting, because I'm going to connect to um, another Lindsay Lohan movie, because Confessions of a teenage the outfit drama queen. that Annie wears on that boat trip, that's like kind of Asian-inspired, Chong-chong. reminds me of what she wears to her mom's wedding in Freaky <gasps> Friday. Wow. That's a good connection. You did well there. Thank you. It's like practically the same dress. I mean, like a little different, but Freaky, Freaky Friday was also good. I had the Freaky Friday soundtrack when I was in middle school. Tell me how you want it to be. Yeah, it was really Tell good. me, babe. That movie kind of makes me uncomfortable because what's his name is like, and Jamie Lee Curtis play it very well. They play it so well. Yeah. It's also sad because like that movie was like good, but then Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen was actually, I mean, I would say that's way worse than Nine Lives. But apparently it was based on a Shakespearean play. What Shakespearean play? I don't know. That, okay, I'm going to Google this. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, that doesn't seem relevant. What you guys can continue talking about the parent trap. Thank you for your permission. Um, You're welcome. So let's move into the educational merit of said film, The Parent okay. Trap. What do you think is the takeaway? I know for me, it did make me really want to go to the Napa Valley. Yes. Which I still want to go to the Napa Valley. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's like, ugh. Went to Sonoma in April, and it was like one of the best weekends I've had ever in life. And then 
It made me want to go to London. Yes. For sure. And, like, I'm still a little upset because I know it hasn't happened to me yet. I've only been to London once for a very brief, very brief amount of time. But, like, I'm really upset that the statue won't, like, wink at me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I'm going to reconcile that. It's Lost. a very boring statue in real life. I can attest to that. Okay. Yeah. And it, doesn't, it doesn't wink. It doesn't wink. No. Which is very disappointing. I honestly want to look up the credits and see what that man was credited as. Yes. It was, but it's just so, this, it's so cute. I think it made me want to learn poker, which I would be terrible at because I don't have a poker face. I did learn That's poker. That's true. <laughs> that was my contribution. You I went did, to camp? I did go to camp, but it was like day camp. It wasn't like oh. Camp Walden for girls. See, we would do like week-long camps, and it was fun, but like, I was also, like, very good at following rules as a child in particular, and so I could never imagine doing bad things. Annie, you look, your brow is furrowed. Furrowed. I can't find it, and I know that somebody told me this. Or people That's okay. Maybe it's not based on Shakespeare, but somebody told me it was based on Shakespeare, and I believed it. There are a few movies of that generation of movies that are based on Shakespeare. But I couldn't now tell you which ones they were. Oh. On Othello. Ten Things I Hate About You. On The Taming of the Shrew. She's the man. Which is like 2006. Isn't it crazy that movie's over ten years old? No. I mean, that was like Amanda Bynes being good. And now she kind of went crazy. She was also really good in Easy A. Like, she's talented at in movies that are based off of classic works of literature. I mean, she was also pretty good at hairspray. Yeah. I think if we wanted to, we could trace the central story of hairspray back to ancient Greek myths. I'm sure. I am 100% sure. If we took the time. And this Rex. Just no, I don't think that one. I think that one might be the only one that you couldn't do that. Also, There's a mother-child relationship in that movie. Are you, like... Winging? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just feeling the need to move right now. Okay. So now, tell us. Would you recommend this to a child of today? And why? Well, obviously, I would recommend this to a child of today. I mean, it tells you about, like, different types of families, which is really important. Very important. Granted, they are extremely wealthy families. Yes. And very wealthy. Real people of color in this movie. But... It does not detract from the incredible quotable lines from this movie that I feel that every child should have in their life. What's your, what's, what do you think is the most quotable line? When either Annie or Hallie meets the, meets Meredith Blake's parents. Oh, I'm Ann Vicky. Hello, pet. You may call me Aunt Vicky. Which is a line taken from the 1960-something movie. Yeah. It was the that woman's exact lines. Because Meredith Blake's mom, IRL, I mean, not in real life, but, like, in the in life the of the movie, is played by the woman who was, like, the seductress in the 60s version. Yes. The 60s version is a good movie, but it does not have the charm of the Nancy Myers update. That's true. I think what is so crucial, and 
this is where I'm going to fangirl hard about Nancy Myers is I think she's so instrumental as a director, not only of films about women, but just at, of films in general, especially like coming up when she did and making like popular, successful movies. But I think this film is so important because it introduces her style to a young audience who can then, it's like the gateway drug to It's Complicated. Isn't this like one of the first movies that she made after she divorced Charles No, this is the last one they did together. Okay. So then you can say that this is like her transition into her own. What a transition. Yeah. And I mean, her daughter's wedding was gorgeous. Yeah. I've spent many a time. I think it was like featured in Martha Stewart Living or something like that. Or I definitely found out the Instagram hashtag and like, did spend more time than I care to admit looking at it. Yeah, you went hard on that, that's for sure. Okay, so tell us your merit, Annie. So, I would definitely suggest young women watch this movie, because really, the whole, I mean, number one, the two main characters are young women, 11-year-old young women, right, which is pretty cool, <laughs> you sh- and they have agency. They make a bunch of changes is in their life and it's because of what they do so I think that that's a really powerful message I feel like I could show this to my students and be like see ladies you can do big things maybe not get your parents back together I don't want to put like weird things in your head but you can do something you know with what you have so yeah I like it and I chose an independence I don't know yeah and it shows them also doing things that girls I don't think always were thought to do you know like, they ride horseback, they're fencing, they play poker. they're traveling internationally by themselves. They're doing all these really cool things, and it's young women. So I think it's kind of powerful. Okay. So now, moving into transitioning, like Nancy Myers, into our final segment, even though she will never have a final segment. If the internet's her last movie, I'll be so sad and hurt. Her daughter is directing her next movie. Okay. Oh, wait. With, like, Reese Witherspoon. Wait, did Nancy write the script? She's producing it. I don't know what role she had in the script. All I know is that it's Nancy Myers produced. That's not the same, though. No? No. I think Hallie will have her own vision. I hope Hallie has her own vision. I want Nancy to have raised a daughter who can have her own vision as a filmmaker. According to IMDb, her next movie is called The Chelsea. And it's an ensemble comedy drama set in the Chelsea Apartments in New York. Did she, like, move to New York? I have no idea. She's on a little New York kick. In my mind, she lives in the Father of the Bride house in Pasadena. Yes. Beautiful okay. house. Also, side note to that, the three of us have all been to the Father of the Bride house. Sarah, you found it. Yeah. And then we and my parents went back. It's yeah. a beautiful house. And it was, like, the one day it was raining in Los Angeles, and my dad was, like, not great at driving. Was mom driving at that point? I think she was, because yeah. she was, like, we know, we have to stop talking about this on the off chance he listens. And yes. <laughs> okay. So, transitioning then to our last segment. Where in the world would you go today, if you could, and why? Well, obviously, I would go to Napa Valley because I still have not been there. Yeah. And that's been a dream since 1998. 
Yeah, okay. Ideally to go visit Dennis Quaid and live in his house, but that's probably... That wine cellar. Yeah. That That wine cellar. Eleanor, what are you going to do in that wine cellar? Oh, oh, oh! This is like a... This needs to be better at being like PG rated. I know (laughs) our ones in Denver, we're like very too close to dispensaries for it to be PG, but we need to dial it back. Okay. Okay, so where would you go? Me? Yeah. To connect to what I said at the beginning of this podcast, anywhere Nathan Adrian is. So I think at this point, Rio. (laughs) What a beautiful way to think about that. Yeah. Wherever he is. Actually, I I will be there too. I'm not a stalker. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe stalking is what he's into. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. If he ever listens to this, he's going to think that we are the biggest freaks. Do you think he'll listen to (laughs) it? But I also feel like we should send it to him on all social media. Yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> tag you, Nathan Adrian. We come for you. Or picture of us. <laughs> or just me. Looking super great. Right now. Yeah, this is the look for you. I almost feel like... It's we... Sunday morning. I went on a run. It's like super humid in Chicago. It's fine. Okay, wait. We should take a, a selfie or screenshot. And then we that can That we can put it. with this episode? <laughs> Uh, wait, how do I take a screenshot? All of a sudden my mind is drawing a blank. Oh, wait, no, I got it, Annie. Okay, cool. This okay, is what but we no, call Eleanor, where would you go? Um, I would go right now to Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> Why? I don't, I have no idea, but it was, like, the first thing that popped into my head. (laughs) Okay. Let's take it and run with it. Have a great time. I won't see you there. Okay, so we also need to clearly um, come up with some type of, like, closing thing. I thought we did. I thought it was, like, so are we done now? (laughs) So are we done now? We need Sarah to say it. So are we done now? Oh! Mic drop! 